Evening all, welcome to episode 21. This is crazy to think out loud that this started back in March of this year and I have already have 21 episodes of this. Still drives me crazy. Blows my mind. Hope you guys enjoyed last week's poem. <clears throat> it's kind of an emotional one. It was hard to write and it was hard to read, but I know a lot of people enjoyed it and appreciated it. So I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. But today continues the journey of Topher's journey in super midlife. We're reading chapter two of my book. If you, a little breakdown of chapter one. If you didn't listen to chapter one, it it's basically about this boy, a young age, who was bullied. He's adopted. He wishes he had superhero powers to take on the bullies like most kids who were picked on. Wish there's a way to get retaliation. And so that's kind of where he makes a wish for, wish for super, superhero powers on his birthday and kind of where he left off. So chapter two is kind of delving into his adult life now. I don't want to give too much away. So here's chapter two without further ado. Topher couldn't believe that the dream finally came true all those years ago. Ever since that shooting star 23 years ago, he now had the ability to lift cars Fly anywhere he wants and read minds. This is proof dreams come true. But with all superheroes, there are always supervillains attempting to take over the world. This time is Dr. Dementia, a deranged ex-psychologist who hypnotizes his victims to do his bidding or believe whatever he tells them to believe. He's been one of Topher's arch nemesis for many years now, and this time he has Topher right where he wants him. Dr. Dementia cackles to Topher. Topher! It's for your own good that I took your powers away. Before you hurt anyone else, you are the one who snapped, flew into the hospital, and punched out all the bottom walls so the building would collapse on itself. It's your fault. Hundreds and hundreds of people are dead. You are not a hero after all. Dr. Dementia kidnapped Topher a day ago, hypnotizing him. Day in and day out, and finally he cracked Topher. Dr. Dementia could tell Topher he was a pink unicorn, and Topher would get on all fours and start acting like a pink unicorn. In short, Dr. Dementia was victorious in finally defeating him. Topher sat motionless in his chair, quietly sobbing to himself, asking forgiveness from God for what he did, even though he deep down in his heart he knew he didn't deserve his forgiveness. Topher was led to believe that his wife was shot during the time Topher was being kidnapped. She was rushed to the hospital to be operated on. But the surgeon were not actual doctors. Instead, they were Dr. Dimension's thugs and killed his wife on the operating table. So Tover, out of rage, took down the hospital with his bare hands, killing hundreds of people, including his own wife, who was in recovery after successful surgery. This is what Dr. Dementia had been telling Tover for the last two days. And this is what Tover believed. He came to gain revenge on Dr. Dementia, but then got caught. Again, it was tricked into being completely powerless. Dr. Dementia was all smiles for once in his life. 
after an altercation with Topher, he was actually happy. So happy, in fact, to add insult to injury, just wailing on Topher's face because he knew there would no, no, be no retaliation, no consequences, not even him uttering the word stop, because Topher was broken. Dr. Dementia was in control, and he knew if he, if it, so, so he stopped punching. Topher just relied on verbal abuse. But the real reason the doctor stopped punching Topher is because his hand hurt like hell, and he had to give it a rest. You are a failure, Dr. Dementia yelled at Topher. You are not a hero. You killed hundreds of people, including your own true love, your wife. You killed your wife. You were never a hero. You were nothing but a time bomb that finally went off killing people. Good people. Hundreds of them. Then Dr. Dementia did something very peculiar and started jabbing Topher in the eyes with his fingers and stopped calling him failure. Started calling him daddy. Then Topher heard a faint cry in the background that weren't his cries. Topher's waking up from his dream mare. That's what Topher calls him because in them he has powers like he has always dreamed of, but somehow always loses control and kills the ones he loves. He never got superpowers from that wish years ago, but instead he lived out another dream of his, becoming a family man. His wife was not dead like Dr. Dementia would to believe. She was sleeping soundly next to him for it was five o'clock in the morning. Topher's eyes adjusted to the darkness and saw a blurry silhouette of his six-year-old son, Parker, standing in front of him, who had stopped for a moment to see if he was successful in waking his dad up from sleeping. Parker wanted a story read to him at six o'clock in the morning. The previous night, Topher told his son he would read him his book in the morning. Since children have no real sense of time, as soon as Parker woke up, that meant to him it was morning, and my dad will now read me a story. Parker says in a quiet voice, well, to Parker, he thought it was quiet. Dad, read my book, please. It's morning. You promised. Topher, half dead to the world, lets out barely audible word that somehow resembles five more minutes. Since Parker was used to this answer from his father this early in the morning, he knew exactly what his father had actually said. He told his dad, okay. And he plopped on the floor and opened up his book and trying to read it. The D-O-G dog... B A Dad, what does B A R K E D spell? Topher, knowing he wasn't going to be able to go back to bed, rolled out and walked like a blind zombie to his son's room to read his book to him. Parker followed his father, grinning a big grin because he knew he was victorious. After Topher read to Parker, he proceeded in waking up his other children, his daughter Taylor, who was Parker's twin sister his oldest son, Damien. Taylor and Parker were six years old, and Damien was almost eight. The superhero bug bite was transferred to his children as well, complete with the bins of superhero toys, pictures on the wall, and every article of clothing superhero-related. To say he was a proud father would be an understatement. Taylor was craving waffles for breakfast, so Topher told his daughter he would make them for her, for her after he got dressed. When Topher went upstairs, his wife was in the process of waking up. Anne was three years older than Topher, and he found something new he loved about his wife each day. Today it was she was wearing his I Fight Dragons t-shirt and looked as cute as can be in his eyes. Her shoulder-length brown hair, brown eyes, and her natural face was true beauty to him. Morning, sunshine, Topher told his wife. Her response was turning over in the bed and burying her head under a pillow. Topher grabbed a superhero shirt out of his many hero shirts and jeans and headed to the bathroom to change. His morning ritual 
before he got dressed was to weigh himself before he got dressed. He was at 197 pounds, two up from where he was been all year. He shook his head and went to the bathroom and stepped on the scale again. 196. It's a minor one-pound victory, but a victory nonetheless. Topher got dressed and heads downstairs to make breakfast. Topher's been making his kids waffles when they all came down to the kitchen and gave him a big hug. Birthday cards and an off-key birthday song. Today is Topher's 30th birthday, and by the looks of it, his kids were more excited than he was. To Topher, hitting 30 men another year stuck at his dead-end job at Pure Historic Pizza, where everyone appreciates him except the ones that could help him move up on the management chain. Topher was not proud of his job, but he was proud of being a father. The greatest job in the world. Moments like these wouldn't happen unless he was a dad. He got the kids fed and in the car and off to school. Like clockwork, his kids were fighting in the car even before they pulled out of the driveway. Topher was prepared to put on a children's sing-along playlist that contained many of his and his kids' favorite songs they sing to. Ready Aim Fire by Imagine Dragons started playing, and his kids started singing along. When your back's against the wall, oof. Ready and fire. Topher's kids sang along as loud as their little voices would let them. The best part of it is they knew about a third of the songs. They mumbled their own words, or what they thought were the words when they had no clue. And they sang the song the whole way there, asking if, if he had repeated it about nine times before they got to the school. By this time, Topher had a headache and tried to kick his kids out of the door and speed off screaming, Freedom! But he didn't. He, instead, he went downstairs to the school's gym and walked with his kids from for the school to start. Topher shook hands with the fellow dads down in the gym and said hello to the moms. There were moms, more, more moms than dads down with their kids, but that was pretty much expected in Topher's eyes. They had their morning prayer, and then the principal asked if there was any birthdays today. Damien, Parker, and Taylor instantly screamed out, It's my dad's birthday in unison. Topher couldn't help but be, be impressed, impressed and embarrassed. The whole song sang Happy Birthday, Mr. Thompson. Topher started to think Mr. Thompson is my dad. I'm not that old. But was we used to be called Mr. Thompson because that's what all the kids call him out of respect when he helps in the classroom. Topher then led, led the school in saying the Pledge of Allegiance. After the annual morning festivities, Topher went to go find his kids to give them a goodbye hug and kiss. Topher finds Damien standing in the second grade line and walks up. Topher gives him a hug and kiss on the forehead saying, Love you, kid number one. Be good. Damien returns the love to his father and tells him he will, he will always love. Tells him. He will like always. Topher then goes off to find Parker and Taylor before they head off. There's no real rush because the kindergarten class is always the last one out the gym. He walks up behind Parker and gives him a hug and kiss. Love you, kid number two. Be good. Topher then finds his daughter standing next to her best friend and gives her a hug and kiss. Love you, number three. Number kid number two and a half. Be good. Topher grabs his. Taylor grabs her daddy's hand and asks him to walk her with her to the class. Taylor, knowing that sooner or later the attention will be going away, happily obliged. He walked his daughter to her classroom and gave her another hug before saying goodbye for the day, heading off to start the day, which meant for Topher getting coffee at DB Coffee and hitting the gym, his other morning ritual. As soon as Topher steps into the gym, he feels he has entered his third home, his first being his family, the second being prehistoric pizza, and the third being it, his me time at the gym. He puts his earbud in and turns on the iPod and shuffle. It's leg day. Topher hates leg day. When Topher was in his high school, he had surgery on his right tendon to help correct his Achilles tendonitis he had at, the, at that time. His leg never really recovered and suffered in growth since then. His right leg was named his girly leg by teachers, some friends, and yes, even his wife. He was determined to make his leg less girly, even if he died trying in that process. 
which he has almost done on a few occasions at the gym. His leg press is adding a little more weight each time, his iPod going from Five Finger Death Punch to Britney Spears. He loved his iPod and how random it could be. The funny thing is Topher made a promise to himself when he started going to the gym that whenever a so-called girly song came on his iPod, he had to do five more reps than usual. And just to make it even more interesting, he had a ton of so-called girly music on his iPod. From Taylor Swift to Selena Gomez to Katy Perry, he worked hard to it all. After an hour and a half of pain, sweat, and swearing at the gym, he checked his phone with a text from his wife. You need our help with our art project down in the twins class. Can you go down? The text read. Topher shot back a Texas to the teacher, Mrs. Marion, telling her he would be, be there in about 20 minutes. She replied back with Topher's favorite word, awesome. Topher went home and changed and kissed his wife and told her goodnight. Anne works at the hospital on the night shift, so Topher and Anne don't see each other much. They joke to each other as that's how they keep their marriage fresh and always so happy. But deep down, Topher really misses seeing his wife, but he knows how much she loves her job. She loves her job. So he's happy for her that she found her true calling and gets the satisfaction from her job. Topher then hits DB Coffee on the way back down to the school to pick up his complimentary birthday coffee. As soon as Topher drives up to his orange cobalt, the smiling faces of DB workers are there ready to greet him with a friendly, Topher! Yes, he's on a first-name basis at the coffee shop. They ask him what he's up to and tells him it's his birthday too today. And the whole coffee shop starts singing, Happy Birthday, Topher. Topher tries to never go anywhere to get coffee, and this tries to never go anywhere to get coffee, and this is the reason why. Because down his coffee would, and all the coffee was on DB Coffee, a special message. Today's his read his favorite. Get up early, stay up late, and change the world. That's basically Topher's motto in his life, and that is how he lived his life. Topher thanks him for their awesomeness and tips them and heads down to the school. He gets there just a recess at any and snack time begins, his favorite time to come down. He spots the pretty sweet hero cu- superhero cupcakes and then sees his wife, Anne, putting a candle on a cupcake. Anne had had the idea, since they wouldn't have time to have a cake at home tonight with homework having to be done, baths needed to be taken, the lunches being made all before she had to go head off to work, decided to bring the cupcakes to the twins class and enjoy a birthday song there. The whole class sang happy birthday once again, and Topher blew out his candle making the same wish he had made since he was a kid, wishing to become a superhero. True dreams never die. Taylor asked her dad, Daddy, what did you wish for? She said, smiling. Parker quickly yelled, Daddy can't tell you or won't come true. That's the rules of wish-making. Don't you know that, Taylor? Taylor, looking a little defeated, cuddled into her daddy's arm for a hug, which he happily gave. Topher then proudly said, I wish to become a superhero, the same wish I have made since I was about your guys' age. I never told anyone. Until now, it still hasn't come true, so maybe it's not meant to come true, and I should have start making a new wish. Miss Marion came in and gave Topher a hug and said to him, Mr. Thompson, you are a superhero. That wish came true a long time ago. Isn't that right, class? Which the class shouted, yes, in agreement. The art project they were doing that day were making superhero capes in honor of superheroes everywhere. Topher loved helping in the classroom because he knows in a few years parents are really needed, aren't really needed in the classroom anymore. So he'll take any chance he can to, get, to help out. Pretty obvious with him and his wife's combined hours of over 100 volunteer time for the school. Minimum is 35 a year. Topher made his own cape as well as helped his kids design their own. Topher's cape was orange with a giant A for awesome on it and fighting lightning bolts down the sides. Parker's cape was green with a giant B on it for bat dude and little black, cut, black cutouts that obviously close ears on the bats. 
Taylor's cape was pink with sparkles everywhere with a giant P on it for what other else than princess. Topher spent the rest of the day in the classroom helping during class, reading stories, doing funny voices, and playing with the kids outside with all their capes on. There's no cooler feeling than running real fast and, hear, feeling and, and hearing a cape flap in the wind behind you. Topher never forgot what that felt like when he was a kid. Topher thought it was a little ironic that the day he celebrates getting older, he spends being a kid. Topher wouldn't have had it any other way. While Topher was down at the school, Teresa, Topher's mom, called him on his cell phone and sang happy birthday, followed by his sister, Krista, calling right after his mom did. And on top of that, his phone constantly vibrated the text messages or Facebook wall posts of happy birthday. The one day of the year where, every, where you want to take your phone out and chuck it at a wall as hard as you can. But you can't because of how expensive it is. But you still think about it a lot. Next day, Topher woke up completely refreshed and feeling more than alive than he's ever before in his life. It was the same feeling Topher gets after writing a really emotional blog where he pours his soul out and holds no punches. Or after a month of great workouts, he didn't know how to explain it, but he felt different. A good different. His wife was still at work from the night before, so it was up to him to get the kids fed and off to school once again. Grab a different hero shirt and another pair of jeans and head into the bathroom to start the morning ritual once again. He took off his shirt and noticed something extremely odd. His stomach had shrunk drastically. And the man boobs, or moobs as he called them, the same ones that years ago a friend of his asked where his top was to hide his boobs at the pool when he was swimming there, his moobs were gone. What was in place was a fully chiseled chest, straight off a men's fitness magazine. He had abs. Topher never had abs in his whole life, but staring at him right in the mirror was a six-pack. His six-pack. The six-packs he'd been working on getting for the last two years. Now, of all days, decided to show up? He didn't know why. And frankly, he didn't really care. He then noticed his arms. His arms were no longer just arms, but full-on 24-inch guns. Topher pinched himself to make sure he wasn't dreaming, and he wasn't. He put on a shirt best as he could and proceeded waking up the children, getting them ready for his day. His kids were having trouble getting up as Topher decided to have some fun and grabbed his Nerf dart gun and entered each kid's room. He first went into Taylor's room and turned on the light. He first tried softly waking her up, but she wasn't budging. So he unloaded 12 darts into her waking, into her, waking her with screams and surprise and laughter. Taylor gave her dad a hug and Topher helped her get dressed. Grab your gun and we'll go wake up your brothers, Topher told Taylor. And Topher and Taylor creeped up the stairs as quiet as they could and split up and to go different rooms. So the screams of one of the others wouldn't wake the other and spoil the fun to be had. Taylor went to Parker's room because it was just natural for her to torture her twin. And Topher went into Damien's room. They unloaded all their ammo on each target simultaneously and woke both brothers up at the same time. Mission accomplished. Taylor and Topher hugged each other and gave each other high fives and headed downstairs to go make breakfast. On the menu today was dinosaur eggs, which was oatmeal with gummy dinosaurs that come out of the candy eggs of hot water. One of Topher's kids' favorite meals for breakfast. While his kids were eating breakfast, he come combed to Facebook for his inspirational things to post, because Topher always has to be the ray of sunshine. Even if people don't want to see the sunshine, he finds about 10 pictures he likes and shares them all, thinking in his mind, if I help inspire one person today, then today will be accounted as a victory. Gets the kids in the car and puts another song on that his kids know only half the words to. I want to live in a world full of heroes by Kirby Crackle. 
for one of Topher's favorite bands and once he has actually met. The song name checks a lot of different heroes. I want to live in a world full of heroes are the kid, words the kids only know. But they sing that part loud and proud. And Topher sits in the front seat of his car smiling and proud. Some parents are proud that their kid is an honor student. Topher is proud his kids love nerd rock and roll as much as he does. They get to the school with no bloodshed, only a little headache of this starting. A good car ride in Topher's mind. They all pile down in the gym again for the morning prayer and announcements. Topher goes up to one of the dads, Jeff. Jeff is the father of a girl who is in Damien's second grade class and has become a good friend of Topher's. Damien coached T-ball together, or as Topher called it, herding cats with cattle prods while playing with grass. Coaching another proud dad moment. Jeff shakes Topher's hand, a handshake that usually crushes Topher's hand, a handshake Topher barely feels as of right now, and says, man, the gym's being kind to you. Topher, taken off guard, now how there's no sign of pain during the handshake, just smiles and answers back. Thanks, man. I knew if I kept it up, something would finally happen, and I guess my 30th birthday present from God was to finally show all the hard work I've been putting in the last few years. So to that, I say thank you, God. Jeff was not sure how to respond to Topher to tell Topher to that. Tells Topher he's got to run to work and take care and he'll catch him later. <clears throat> Topher says goodbye to his kids and he gives them kisses and hugs and sends them off to the class. Topher gets in his car and sits, just sits there to fully digest what has happened overnight. He has no answers for himself. He wonders if he should tell his wife about all the sudden changes. But he thought it might be more fun to see if she notices. He gets on his Facebook and posts the status. Today's goal, be awesome. He then puts down his phone and heads to the gym while silently telling himself, I'm going to see how awesome I can be. Topher grabs his iPod again, plugs the earbuds in, decides to warm up with a little action on the treadmill. He starts to jog, but doesn't feel any burn, so decides to speed it up. He starts running, but it seems way easier for him. This never happens because Topher hates running. <clears throat> it might stem from years of being bullied or not being able to run his whole life growing up. Or quite possibly because he's been told he looks like a drunk penguin when he runs. It doesn't matter the reason. Topher sucks at running, but today it felt like a brisk jog to him. Ran for a good hour and a half, not really feeling the burn, and decides he should go do some weights before leaving the gym. He goes over to the bench press and puts 30 pounds on each side to warm up. Topher does an easy 20 reps. Decides to add another 10 pounds to get them started. Topher again, he is effortlessly pumps up 135 pounds up, and down 20 times. Topher, amazed and feeling super confident, goes to grab two 45 pounds at each side on top of the other 45 that were already on there. A grand total of 315 pounds. Topher's usual max on the bench is 145 with a spotter. Once again, up and down, up and down, up and down. A total of 25 times. Topher's awestruck and grabs his stuff and heads to the car. Topher takes a swig of the water bottle the first time in his last two hours, not really out of lack of dehydration, but more he always dud after the gym. He sat in his car for a good five minutes going over the day and what has happened. Running really fast, lifting heavy stuff without any effort. No way, there's no way it came true. Holy, I have superpowers, Topher screams in his mind. Topher can't believe after all these years making the same wish finally came true, and he couldn't be happier. All those sudden emergence of powers, Topher started to wonder what else he could do. Topher really wished he could fly. Maybe he can fly now, he has thought to himself. Well, only way to find out. Topher stops the TV coffee on the way home, and once again, the lid states, get up, 
early stay up late changed the world. Fitting, Topher thought. So very fitting. He heads home and pulls into the driveway. He looks around to see if anyone is around is around and starts jogging, then running. Topher first was able to see things when he was jogging, but as soon as he started running and not limiting himself, the world turned to a blur. He swore he saw trees, little blurred out forest animals while he was running, but he knew that was impossible since he was just running around his neighborhood block. Topher thought it might be a good idea to stop and see if anything had changed happened. He stopped, three feet away from a lake, a sign that said Lake Michigan. Topher's jaw dropped because when he started running, he was in Idaho. Topher then turned around and ran back home, across many different states, watching the world go by in a blur, smiling the whole entire time. Once in his lifetime, he was fast. This is the same kid who in elementary school got a note from his doctor saying he couldn't run the mile due to his asthma. Topher thought to himself, look at me now. Screw running the mile. I'll run the states. He had to stop a few times to make sure he didn't overshoot himself and wind up in Japan. But after a few mistakes, he finally made it home. Surprisingly, not exhausted at all. He walked up to his car and looked around to see if anyone was watching. Not a soul outside. That was good for what Topher was about to attempt next. Topher grabbed underneath his car with both hands and slowly lifted them up, lifting his own car over his head in the process. Topher let out the biggest smile of his life put down the car after a few more pumps up and down for the good measure, and decided to see if one more thing. He went to the backyard to clean up the yard for dog poop, a very quick and easy job now that he had little speed in him, had, had a little speed in him, and climbed through Damon's window to get on the roof. He headed out onto the roof and towards the backyard. If anyone saw him doing this, you just, just, would just say he was checking the roof for broken shingles, but he would have no excuse for what he was about to attempt. Topher walked to the edge of the roof and looked down. That was a long drop, a three-story house. Topher knew he could fly, he just knew it. So he first started taking a little jog about the jump and then stopped right at the edge, saying to himself, I have super strength, super speed, so chances are I can fly. And I'll not know unless I try, so I must do this. Topher goes back. Taking the roof for broken shingles, but he would have no excuse what to do about the attempt. Topher walked to the edge of the roof and looked down. This is a long drop, a three-story house. Topher knew he could fly. He just knew it. So he first started taking a little jog and about the jump and then stopped right at the edge. Saying to himself, I have super strength, super speed. So chances are I can fly. I will not know unless I try, so I must do this. Topher goes back again, revving up his engines before he launches off the roof and into the sky. At least, that's what Topher was hoping was going to happen. Topher closes his eyes, runs to the edge of the roof, and jumps off. So that was chapter two of my book. If you guys are enjoying the longer stories, if you guys are enjoying the poems of the stories, let me know. I got another poem I'm working on. This can be a brand new one for next week. It'll be a nice, fun one inspirational poem like they usually are so I'll see you guys next week and have a great day all right